1: now it's red-eye radio gary mcnamara and eric harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day whether you're up late or you're just starting your day welcome to the show from the uniden america studios this is red-eye radio
0: hello and welcome he is gary mcnamara i'm eric harley welcome to our thursday gary what do you know Well, it was
2: a busy day yesterday. First, we want to discuss information the committee has learned since our last press conference in November. New information investigators have uncovered regarding the transfer of money from foreign entities to the Biden family. Many of the wire payments occurred while Joe Biden was vice president and leading the United States efforts in these countries. First instance, while Vice President Biden was lecturing Romania on anti-corruption policies, in reality he was a walking billboard for his son and family to collect money. Hunter Biden and his associates capitalized on a lucrative financial relationship with a Romanian national who was under investigation for and later convicted of corruption in Romania. The Bidens received over one million dollars for the deal and 16 of the 17 payments to their associates account that funneled the biden's money occurred while joe biden was vice president
3: there you go and the press conference was held yesterday and uh, of course they didn't do what we told them to do mm. uh which and and they put out the graphs later on and that's what you wanted to do you wanted to have it behind you you know the big graph behind you have everybody off to the side for example, where it shows the money coming in that was related to president g, you know, right. that that's you know from china. Right. That that's where you put that f- money flow chart right there so everybody can see in the back and then as you're talking about it, you're playing slides that come up in the broadcast actually showing the money flow chart and they didn't do that. Why they put together what to anybody who isn't paying attention, well I mean, I, you, I wanted to see what was happening, but basically it was just a press conference where five or six of the con- you know, people talk, throw out the allegations, but don't give you any other type of visual that is easy to understand. And, yeah, they, and it's just, it's amazing that they go through all of this work of an investigation and they blow the stupid stuff that's so easy to do because that's what you wanted. Now, you had the Democrats come out. I mean, I, I'm, I look at that and that's something that I criticize. I don't know. I, I don't believe probably uh, when you look at the entirety of what happened yesterday that it's as big as uh, of a deal of of how it hit me the moment that I saw it, when I saw the press conference, because a ton of other things came out. It was not a good day, you know, for the president. You had the one, the story come out about the spokesperson uh you know and and his uh relation to the um uh the the letter the 51 in, intelligence uh uh, uh, uh uh officials that signed that letter that the Biden White House was actually tipped off to that so they knew that it was coming you know so this wasn't something that was organic at all and so you started moving on on that you had democrats come out and say well the you know comer is cherry picking you know raskin a, a few others but when you see if the Democrats had a strong point, I still look, I, I think that the point the points that are made by the Republicans are strong points. And Americans are concerned. Why is all this money flowing in? What is you know, what is what is the business that the president is in? And one of the first questions was because you knew this was going to be the case. Well, what about Trump? And, and he said, he goes, look, I might not agree with the business deals that they did. But I can tell you what business they're in. Can you tell me what business the Bidens are in?
0: This is one thing that Byron Donalds was good at yesterday in pointing to that. Uh, He did a couple of times yesterday, but especially toward the end as he came up to the podium. Um, But those are the things that you have to demonstrate. And it's, it's a very clear picture for everybody to see if you're denying it. Uh, if you just want to say and by the way, if you believe that there's any wrongdoing in in Trump's business, you've had decades to go through. If you're in the media, you've had decades to come through it. And certainly you've had the past several years to comb through it since he began his campaign for president back in 2015. So I'm not sure why you didn't look into that if you're so concerned about it, if that is your argument. What the, what the Republicans missed yesterday was an opportunity, but it doesn't mean that opportunity is gone no. completely. Right. Uh, they did put out some stuff in the middle of the day, um, but I think there has to be maybe a greater demonstration. Uh, and maybe they maybe they use that. I don't know. I, I don't know where they would do it. Social media, maybe. But it doesn't mean that that opportunity is over. It also doesn't mean that they'll take advantage of that opportunity because this is not a... This really isn't about the political side of it. The question is, is this president compromised? And one of the things yesterday with the FBI basically denying the subpoena for the documents, uh, Comer made the point that, well, now we... The FBI has acknowledged that it does exist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's a, that's a positive. I don't know if I were to have waited it at this time yesterday, how much weight I would put into, you know, do I believe the FBI is going to turn it over? Probably, more likely, not going to turn it over. But we knew and we, we said, look, Comer's got uh, two roads here, two avenues he can go down. If they do, then we see it. If not, he can point to that. And it's a demonstration for the FBI that they are not anywhere. You know, they're not concerned at all about this whole situation. They basically said, we're not going to cooperate. You know, this is a confidential program. It will remain confidential. Oversight has no authority here. Well, we'll see about that. We'll see where it goes. But they did acknowledge that document
3: exists, it's real, right?
0: We just don't know, uh, what it says and, and, uh, and all the details.
3: And we gave the, the couple of possibilities. We said either they haven't investigated it, so they're not going to release it because it's going to be an embarrassment. Mm -hmm. Uh, because the next question is, all right, are you investigating, uh, you know, this, uh, uh, you know, are you investigating, uh, you know, based on what this memo shows about criminal wrongdoing? Is there an investigation? And if they say no, or if they just refuse to answer, that that is viewed as a cover up, especially if the document uh, exists. Uh, and maybe when they saw the document, they said, "Oh, we better get on this." Yeah. When this yeah. became a story, maybe they said, "Okay, maybe we better." It's it, it could be one of those uh, uh, two. Now, the interesting thing is there is no indication now. You know, the Department of Justice wasn't trying to beat. Comer to the podium, mm-hmm. you know, to announce that Hunter Biden has been indicted. Now, if Hunter Biden is indicted, let's say he is indicted next week, and none of this is a part of it, then it's back a definite uh, positive for the Republicans who can say you've already admitted admitted this existed. This t- oh, two things. First off, you admitted that this form exists. We believe the whistleblower, and by the way, this is what you do in closed session. You pull Ray back and this is what you do in the closed session where it's all you know supposedly top secret, even though the document isn't uh, isn't classified mm-hmm. and and you you know you basically say, you know, what are you doing? But if they don't, if they don't indict him, you know or or if they indict Hunter Biden, and there is no talk about the fact that this leads to the president, well, then you can make the case that you're not investigating it. Therefore, we need the document. Yeah. You're worried about whatever you claim it is, that it's going to interfere in the investigation. Are you doing an investigation on the president? That's what you ask in private, in that, in that behind closed doors, at the minimum. I mean, you ask it. You ask it, as it was asked yesterday to the FBI director, you know, what's going on, and he wouldn't answer it. We'll have that. The Senate actually had Christopher, uh, Christopher Ray mm-hmm. in front of them yesterday. We had that audio coming up, uh, and he just wouldn't answer. But their, You know, they're trying to cover it, you know, uh, sources and methods, all part of an Inve- They're covering, I mean, the, the letter covered every possible scenario of why they couldn't turn it over mm-hmm. to the House. Mm-hmm. But... The one thing that I noticed was, and I, it was exactly what I when I said. I said this, uh, yesterday. I said, am I going to come in this morning and look at NewsBusters, and NewsBusters are going to say none of the networks carried it? Mm. <laughs> and that's exactly what NewsBusters had. None of the networks carried it at all. Yeah, no dur- shocker. Dur- during the now, before people get upset, information gets out just because just because the news media doesn't cover it. The mainstream media doesn't mean it doesn't get out. We know that it gets out because we know by the polls that America believes that the Biden family has enriched themselves and and that influence peddling is something that they're against. But the fact that they didn't cover it means all the Democrat criticism of the Comer press conference yesterday, they don't feel is strong enough to put on the air.
0: Yeah. Well, they themselves don't have. Uh, sources working to debunk Comer or the allegations or any of this think about that I mean this is something that if the GOP because what you saw yesterday primarily was the GOP I mean there was some pushback from the left but really that was the GOP up there it was not an official it was not a situation where the, uh, you know, the FBI stepped up there with them and everything. It was just the GOP. The liberal media typically would go after them and say, hey, this is here. This is where they're wrong. Our sources say this. Uh, this didn't happen. You're not hearing anything at all from the liberal media at all, except them mentioning some of them the claims by Comer and Grassley. That's all you're seeing. And why is that? If they could debunk this thing, it would have happened right. last Wednesday.
3: And, and everything from the Democrats was generalities. You're cherry picking this. You yeah. haven't identified the specific, uh, you know, uh, uh, crime uh, uh, yet, uh, but they didn't hit any specifics. They didn't say that this money wasn't transferred. They didn't say that the, you know, the, you know, And so that's the problem. And when the mainstream media really doesn't cover the story, that means that the Democrat attacks on the Republicans, they feel, is weak. Otherwise, they would cover it and say the Republicans are trying to set up this president and there's nothing there whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Well, there is something there. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and and again, they're trying. Every American knows it. They know it. every Democrat knows it. What in the world is the Biden family, why did they get this kind of money from foreign sources? What are they doing? Everybody is concerned with it because one thing that, as we've said before, two things Americans are still bothered by with politicians. General line, no. Uh, Not paying your taxes, yes. Influence peddling, yes. Mm -hmm. And that's where the Democrats can't win it. So you have to look for the signs. And I know a lot of uh, you know, my conservative media friends, how come they're not covering it? How come they're not covering it? Have you not realized yet that they're political activists uh, in, in in the media? Why they're not, but the other reason is, if they covered it, how would they cover it? They would wish to attack the Republicans, and they can't do it, which is why they didn't cover it. The
0: reason they can't do it is because the information that the Republicans have on the SARS reports and everything is irrefutable. This is not something the Republican Party conjured up. They didn't make this up. They didn't write this. You can't break that down and say, oh, this is wrong, this didn't happen. The only thing you can do, if you're an activist in the media, is you can say, all right, uh, let's see if that really, you know, if, if if it's what they're telling us at the podium is what this information is. And I think that's why they're quiet, because you'll see that it is. These SARS reports are real. Mm -hmm. And Donald's mentioned, he said, I was in banking. We knew if there were all these, you know, companies that really didn't have, you know, uh, a purpose for existing, and there was all this money moving around, as
3: a bank, you've got to review that. You've got to look at that, and it looks suspicious. And that's why they put out over 150 suspicious activity reports. Yep. Didn't come from the Republicans. No. Nope. It came from the banks based on the law. Yep. 86690 Red Eye. When it
4: comes to truck maintenance, sometimes it's the little things that can cause the most trouble, like cabin air filters. When properly serviced, Cabin air filters provide a barrier between pollutants and harmful particles outside and your HVAC system. If you don't pay attention to them, however, this small part can turn into big trouble in no time. Breathe easy when you know how often to get your filters replaced. Long-haul drivers should replace their cabin air filters every 50,000 miles or according to the manufacturer's recommendations. If you operate in dusty environments, consider servicing your cabin air filters more often. This report is brought to you by Shell Rotella. Shell Rotella, with advanced synthetic technology, is designed to help keep your rig running with more mileage and
1: less maintenance. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio.
0: And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel Six. Just something I've noticed. We don't give enough credit to signs, and we really should. That sign over there tells you great French fries. That sign over there tells you this is your exit. And look at that legendary sign. It's the Motel 6 sign. It tells you a great night's rest at a great price. Book online at motel and use the code CPRUDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. Look for the signs. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a great price when you use the code Eye. That's the letters cp Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That's a great deal. And that's Just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6.
5: Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about...
3: on radio he's our and I'm Gary McNamara welcome and uh, good morning also uh coming up here on the show today the uh, CNN town hall with uh, with uh, Trump uh, yesterday title 42 ending uh, Jay Johnson <laughs> Obama's uh Homeland Security secretary yeah uh said uh, that Biden reportedly planning to release migrants without court dates. Or tracking is not good. It's a big problem. You know, everything that we've been talking about is going to disappear probably after today because the border is just going to be the number one story. When you see, I'll find the audio of somebody, you know, he was taking shouting questions yesterday. And someone asked, what do you mean that we're going to see chaos on the border? We've had chaos on the border for years. Biden said that. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah well wow. i uh, just like wh- wh- and and so i think this is going to dominate for a while it could dominate this could be the the topic that dominates all through the the, the summer and it's not going to be good because the images are going to be there and everybody all the networks everybody's covering this
0: yeah there is there's no way around it because uh yesterday you saw you essentially saw the um The borders in El Paso and in the Rio Grande Valley sector uh, in Texas, uh, which is basically south of Del Rio, I think all the way down to Laredo. But you see that and it's what everybody knew. The floodgates are going to be opened. And the Biden administration is doing nothing about it and will do nothing about it. But the problem is, is something you brought up. Uh, you said, you know, one of the things is the local media can have a real impact. But when there's something going on, and this happened a couple of summers ago in Del Rio with the international bridge there, uh, it's been going on in El Paso. But when the locals get upset and there's a massive problem like this, this is a crisis. There's no way around that. It's beyond crisis. And the imagery of tens of thousands of people crossing the border or, as was the case in Del Rio, standing underneath the international bridge waiting to be processed. Processed means they basically get your name and say, "Okay, you can go. I mean, that's basically what it's come down to. They take their information and release them right there. They're gone. They don't have to report. Who's going to make them? We're not enforcing the border. You think the Biden administration is going to hunt them down inside the U.S. and make them report? You see no. the number. You see the
3: number that New York, a thousand migrants a day yeah, yep. New York, New York yeah, City. That right. is just alone, right.
1: Radio from the Uniden America Studios. And he's Eric Harley and I'm
3: Gary McNamara Eight six six ninety. 90 Red Eye. Very quickly, not going to spend a lot of time on the, the CNN thing yesterday. I, the, the one thing I noticed is Trump is not saying the election is stolen anymore. He's saying it was it's rigged. Did you notice that? Yeah. He didn't use the word stolen. Right. She did. He only used right. the word rigged. Yeah. Right. And before she started pressing him, he was stating that it was it was rigged based on uh, Twitter, mm-hmm. based on the fact that the the poll that was done that showed that well, what was it sixteen seventy percent of America would have voted differently if they would have known that the Hunter Biden laptop story was real. Mm-hmm. That and so he was saying it was rigged. Now the interesting thing is when he was pushed later on, he talked about you know some of the video. That was uh, the suspicious video out there, but it actually, by what he said yesterday, weakened his legal argument, his legal argument. I'm not Mm -hmm. talking about the legal argument, but the legal legal argument against uh, 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 former Vice President Pence. Mm -hmm. Now, we stated and we called it for you. We told you what the Supreme Court would do on that. The Supreme Court defers to the states on elections, states get to run the the elections. Uh, If there was obvious fraud, which, again, the obvious fraud initially was uh, Smartmatic and Dominion and what happened there, Mm -hmm. Uh, any other fraud cases have gone through all the state's legal systems. But the fact is, his own case yesterday, and I don't think anybody picked up on this, became weaker when he says that uh that uh, uh, Pence could have you know sent it back to the states again you know and and could have delayed it now we never believed that was the case knowing the Constitution there was the debate back and forth on that but we said nope when that gets to the Supreme Court that's not going to hold any water and they did exactly what we said they were going to do based on the fact that States get to certify the elections.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Federal government really isn't involved in a presidential election. Uh, except for the basic ceremony of saying, OK, you know, here we go. And that's uh, the the vice president's uh, role. The Supreme Court agreed with us, as did the conservatives on mm-hmm. the court. Mm-hmm. And we said, look, that's the law. You may not like it. You may want to change it, but that's the law. But he didn't say it was stolen anymore, and that's because the argument that Smartmatic and Dominion basically committed, what would have been, if it was true, would have been massive fraud, where at that particular point, it might have been different in Congress, but there was never any evidence that existed, just allegations, and allegations aren't enough. Right. Right. Yeah, those are
0: the things, you know, and I wondered because... Uh, Everybody who follows along on a daily basis, you know, we jump right into it. You step away just a few feet. You step back just a minute. I do wonder what the impact is. And it really just depends on how they're going to shape the campaigns. Uh, There's already uh, a – the the Democrats already have a campaign right now going. And I think it's social media. maybe may be on television as well. Side by side. Uh, Trump at rallies since uh, I think most of them, most of the shots were from 2022. Saying that uh, we're going to treat the people from January 6th fairly. We're going to review it. And if it requires pardons, we will pardon them. Uh, I think he repeated that, in fact, on the town hall. Um, but you... And then the side by side is on the right. You saw the picture, the videos from January sixth. We'll see where how much <laughs> impact that has. You know, the left has had their share of the election was rigged. Uh, Trump is not a legitimate president. I don't know that anybody in their mind is going to go all the way back to twenty seventeen when Nancy was saying that in March of 2017. But what I do wonder is, the point I'm getting to is, I wonder how much of it is a wash. And it only depends on, it really depends on how much Trump wants to engage on that issue. Because I do believe it's possible, and that's a big word here, that he could campaign, and if somebody asked him about it, yeah, it's rigged, it's rigged. And rigged is a huge word. Yeah, exactly. that's another big word. It's an umbrella of a word, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a, I yeah. mean because you can look at it and you can say the hunter thing, the FBI going to social media, and and who knows what we might learn between now and November mm-hmm. of next year. So all of those things resonate with people, but it's kind of a populist word that's been used on both sides repeatedly. It's floating around. So in my mind, I think it has really the potential of being a wash again, depending on whether Trump or anybody else that's running engages in it completely. And really right now, I mean, Trump being in the forefront for the GOP, it's about how much you want to engage. I don't know. I mean, it's early. I don't know how much the CNN town hall in terms of damage, uh cnn or the left believes they believes that they were able to uh, uh, uh put on the former president i you know i don't know how long lived it would be if there is any damage because it really requires trump to carry that on i mean the media is going to do it but the media is just talk they're preaching to the choir uh, trump
3: is talking to voters and there's the difference but I think it is a problem for him because in the debates. Oh yeah, no, it could be a huge if, problem. If you see the, de- it doesn't matter whether he wishes to address it up front, it, and this is the the concern as we have had about the the Republican primaries. The question is going to be asked over and over and over and over again because uh, nobody on the left picked up the nuance that trump isn't saying the election is stolen mm-hmm. he's saying it's rigged and right. to them it's the same thing right and so they're going to keep pounding him on it there will be no other question and what the and and any i don't care you bring in anybody who is a in, in the media who isn't uh, a loyalist of trump and they're going to ask the question and mm-hmm. they're going to ask the question at the debate, and just like last night, yep. that became one of the biggest back and forths. It's when he looked at her and said, "You know, you're nasty," and mm-hmm. every, so that became the focal point of it. And that's my point and, on him engaging, and and the, and and which is something. he, well, he has, has the ability, but he he has to. He believes he has to engage. Oh, I because yeah, you, oh, you no, saw you, no saw, you saw the cheers <laughs> of the people that were there yeah. when he engaged in it. So they yeah. want him to engage. They the the democrats do not want and this is a trap that you know that they're setting up for trump mm-hmm. they don't want the public to know and have him to be able to promote the positive things that he did they want the biggest soundbite of every single debate and that's why they want in the primary debates they mm-hmm. want everything to be on the fact that Trump is still saying the election is stolen, mm-hmm. even if he's saying now it's rigged mm-hmm. and not stolen, mm-hmm. that nuance is probably lost on most people. I know yesterday that was the one thing I noticed immediately. I go, ooh, he's backed off. All right, let me see. What's he saying the problem? Okay, Twitter. Yeah, he's right on that. Mm-hmm. Is that. Ele- was that election interference? Yes. Do you overturn a presidential election because of that? No, it doesn't exist uh, in in the uh, the the uh, the law the 51 intelligence people doing that no uh, if if uh, Hillary would have won the election uh, in 2016 and it would have been found out during uh, her time that she basically set up that political dirty trick against the president mm. which is the biggest political uh, dirty trick in American history uh, or Trump who would not have been president if Hillary would have won Still, that would have not overturned an election mm-hmm. because it's not obvious fraud in the actual votes. You can, it may be wrong, mm-hmm. but you can lie and you can set somebody up, and that doesn't overturn a presidential election.
0: Right? Doesn't
3: overturn elections?
0: Well, and that's in it. General. And 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 that's my point is that there's no way he's not going to engage.
3: Yeah, exactly.
0: You can. Uh, there are ways of of taking on the toughest questions. There are ways, in, 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 including the allegations against him from E. Jean Carroll. All the way back to the, and it was no, look. They, those lawyers for E. Jean Carroll, if they didn't bring up the Billy Bush tapes, would not have been, they shouldn't be practicing law, right? I mean, that was a go-to that they, everybody right. knew they were going to do that. Mm-hmm. But from the beginning of that, long before these allegations came to the courtroom, it was guy talk. I was trying to make the guy laugh. But the problem is you can't convince him if you don't, because if you told a joke, right, if you said something where you're trying to make a buddy laugh and you didn't know your buddy or somebody else is recording it and you you tell a joke, And there are some pretty awful jokes out there. You can come back. If that were the case, you come back and you say, look, that was a horrific joke. Probably shouldn't be telling that to anybody. But that's all it was. I would never engage in that kind of behavior. Because you would be, you would just be absolutely destroyed that, oh my gosh, I said something really stupid, but I didn't mean it if you had heard that from the beginning then that would have you know it, it, back when he was campaigning when it came out and by the way keep in mind at the time the billy bush ca- uh, tapes came out they had been around for 11 years he was a media darling mm-hmm. on the left for all that time and nobody saw fit saw that uh, that uh, it was a good idea to release those tapes until he was going to run for president and you know there are ways to, if you are, we talked about it yesterday. Look, if you're innocent, you are frightened to death that people would th- even think that you could do something like that. And you behave a very different way because I would be scared
3: that anybody would believe that about me for a moment. I I think every conservative analyst I've seen have missed What happened at that civil trial that, you know, they all talk about the fact that he wasn't found liable of rape Mm. because when you look at it, it was he said, she said. What did they find him liable of? The basically sexual abuse battery. Mm -hmm. And why that and not the rape? And I believe it's because the jury heard him, in essence, saying that, oh, yeah, this is what stars do to women. Yep. And basically, he was it's, still it's defending a, it, right? And and so in, when a, you, in a court right. case, so when you look at it, the rape they couldn't find him liable of, right? But when he was talking about because of the Billy Bush tape, the actual sexual assault or the or sexual abuse, battery, whatever you want to call it, which was you know touching inappropriate that way, well, he was defending that that was okay because that's the way that it works. In Hollywood, the one thing they found him liable of mm-hmm. was the thing that he said was acceptable to do. He was his own worst, the worst witness in that civil trial was Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. It was mind-boggling when I saw that. Yeah, the deposition yes. was. the deposition was just, it was a nightmare. No yep. wonder. The lawyers probably saw the deposition. They knew what the deposition was. Mm-hmm. They were there.
0: Right. The jury could have found the same without that, de- it, without that deposition, it wouldn't have the political damage that I believe that's going on right now. I don't know how long lived that is. But potentially this has a lot of damage based on the things he said in that
3: deposition. We'll see. 866-90-RED-EYE.
1: Lines open for your calls. Eight six six ninety red eye on Red Eye Radio.
3: It's Friday radio. He's Eric Crony and I'm Gary McNamara. Coming up on the top of the hour, more on the Biden family business as the Wall Street Journal lead editorial uh, uh, has, and get into that uh, a little bit more, where that may uh, lead, and some other interesting news uh, yesterday out of the uh, the White House. Knowing about the 51 uh, intelligence officials going to put out that letter, mm. they were they were given a heads up that it was coming out. Yeah. We'll get to that, plus uh, Obama's former director of Homeland Security. Uh, here's a headline. Biden reportedly planning to release migrants without court dates or tracking. Jay Johnson, not good, a big problem on MSNBC. He said that. So. Well,
0: you know, I mean, it's it should be no surprise because what is the next step? And what they're going to say is, well, we were just so overwhelmed that there was no time to process them all unless we uh, pared down the process to, taking their name and number and letting them go. That's what you're going to see. Yep. There will be no follow-up, no court date. And if there's no court date, then are they here legally? What's their status? Because if you miss a court date, that's one thing. If there's no court date, then what's your
4: status? Mm-hmm. Top of the hour news is brought to you by House Products.
1: From the Uniden, America Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. All across
3: the USA and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Download our Red Eye Radio app today. Listen when and where you want. If you can't listen live overnight. So, uh, former uh, Obama uh, Director of Homeland Security, Jay Johnson, on MSNBC last night, and he uh, here he is reacting to the report, the NBC report that the Biden administration is planning to release migrants without court dates hmm. uh, into the into the country. Here's that little bit of that back and forth.
7: So we've learned of this memo instructing CBP to begin releasing migrants into the country without court dates. Now, of course, Republicans will point to that and say, "Look, catch and release." Do you support this? that's, move?
0: that's not good because even when
6: the numbers are high, we should, ICE should be able to give a migrant a notice to appear at a specific date and a specific place uh, so that we can track them and, and, and they have an expectation that they have to
0: show up for immigration court. If we're releasing people without giving them
6: NTAs and without tracking them, that's, that's a big problem yeah yeah, you think?
3: but on this, I mean they this is MSNBC mm-hmm. and they're showing video of just thousands, yeah yeah, of people at the border and walking across and every I mean all of the pictures that uh, that hurt the Democrats cause for promoting illegal immigration. And the Biden policy, they're showing mm-hmm. on MSNBC. And that's why I believe that everything, probably for the next least couple of weeks, with Title 42 ending, you're not going to hear as much about the Comer investigation. It'll still be out there. But I think that these the the videos that we're going to be seeing in the near future from the border is what Americans are going to be paying attention to a lot. And, and the, the media is, too. And and then with, uh, you know, with uh, Biden, you know, even Mayorkas. Oh, yeah, it was going to be everybody's now even the Democrats, even the White House is using the term chaos at the border. Yeah, right. Uh,
0: I, I, I don't think that they understand what that looks like on them. Because they're focused on the Title 42 part. And then all of a sudden, Biden, well, there's been chaos on the border for years. (laughs) It's it's this lack of self-awareness. And it's, the local stories are not going away. This is the one thing they're not going to be able to do is keep the media from these stories.
3: It will be covered by everyone over the next two weeks. I don't know if you can hear the question here. Let me play, I'm going to play this audio. This is Biden where he says, quote, we've had, here's just to give you a preview, I'll Mm. read the text. Can Mm. you expand on what you meant when you said there's going to be chaos at the border? Mm. Say that again. Can you expand on what you meant when you say there'd be chaos at the border? Biden quote we've had chaos at the border for a number of years. I mean that's mind-boggling. Let's just let's play the audio here Steve. Now it may be this again this is it's always tough to hear because uh, as we know Biden takes the majority of questions he takes are shouted questions. Mm -hmm. So everybody's shouting. So here Mm -hmm. we go. Can you expand
7: on what you meant when you said there's going to be chaos at the border?
8: Say that again. Can you expand on
0: there will be chaos at the border. For how long? Well, we've had chaos at the border for a number of years.
3: Zero self-awareness. I know. Just... Hey. Hey, Why? We, we were told it was secure. Hey,
0: welcome to the current topics, Mr. <laughs> the current issues, Mr. President. Well,
3: <laughs> Let us welcome President Biden to 2023. That's right. Let's welcome to the border crisis, President Joe Biden's. chaos.
0: Yeah. Now what? I gotta go. It's no joke. This is, you know, this is going to, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think this is going to be the story, but especially going into the weekend. As the whole title 42 thing ends, then Friday and Saturday are going to be massive and you, you can expect That a great deal of the focus uh, will be quite possibly on the Sunday morning news shows even. But over the weekend on the news, it is going to be the story. And over and over again, the media, you know, I mean, has uh, for years, well, you know, we should we (laughs) we should welcome everybody, the left media and the left. We should welcome everybody. You know, even Mayorkas saying recently, well, we're a nation of immigrants. That's probably not where you want to go right now. (laughs) Because this isn't about legal immigration.
3: Right. You know, here it is in New York Post. hmm. New York City is taking up to one thousand migrants every day and that number could increase with tomorrow's lifting of title 42 you saw that biden doesn't want uh mayor adams as part of his campaign now right yeah no adams is getting hit by everybody on the left right because they're not happy that he's complaining about what's going on right aoc went after him city officials saying that the number that number of a thousand a day into new york city could skyrocket
0: mm-hmm yeah. No, I mean, it's going to be, it is going to be big and and uh, not all of that. You said, I think you said it off here, but uh, it's true. Not all of that is going to be from buses coming from Texas. Oh, no, no. Keep in mind, the Biden administration also moves people, uh, usually on planes.
3: But that movement will continue. Yeah, the only time it became a concern was when the governor started doing exactly. it. Exactly. The Biden administration was already doing
0: it. Right. And those mayors know that. I, who was it? was it, I think it was Adams that that said, you know, President Biden, we need your help. And it was like, well, he's sending some of them there. Yeah. He is helping.
3: Yeah, the media in New York made sure that that was mm-hmm. – that that or at least yeah. the New York Post did. Right. Now, yeah. I won't say the media yeah. in New York. <laughs> right. That would be the incorrect – the New York Post did.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And I, I believe that was right in – right on that, – that story was right above a Hollywood starlet in a bikini photo. <laughs> yeah. it, you know,
0: I was thinking about that the other day. The New York Post has always kind of had that reputation of, you know uh, – Tabloid, tabloid, yeah, type news and the whole thing. Somebody did a bit on it. Oh, I can't think of the comedian uh, that uh, that did a bit on it. And it was pretty funny. Uh I think it was John Mulaney. But there is, you know, the, the the situation with Hunter Biden and and Joe Biden. Think about it. The New York Post. I mean, yeah. they didn't write the story, but they they, first broke, they broke, broke the, the story. story. It was theirs. Yeah. And and in a way, think about that. They were isolated by social media. They were cut off by social media. I mean, it's the scoop of all scoops if it plays out that way. I, th- I think it already is. And I know the left loves to take off on the New York Post, but... No,
3: I, I think that you can look at of uh, Miranda Devine
6: mm-hmm.
3: as the I, there's an argument argument to be made. Now somebody may bring up a different argument, but I believe there's an argument to be made that she is she is the number one investigative reporter in the United States. Yeah. Yep. Because of that story alone. Yeah. And what's interesting is others
0: can be doing that work. I, I know there are others doing the work. Uh, on the heels of what she's doing or has been or started.
3: Now, now you can say if, if Catherine Herridge was left to just go that, you know, she's in that she's yes. in that top if rank. Everybody, including all the
0: executives at CBS, resigned and left her <laughs> and left only her behind <laughs> right. in the wake of their resignations. Uh, No, I think um, it it will be interesting to see where it goes because, again, if this whole thing with the whistleblower falls out and there is a demonstration of a quid pro quo, then that is going to be – the entire media can – they can decide they're going to ignore it, but you ignore that kind of story at your own peril.
3: Well, the other thing is the FBI, by not releasing it, because I know I'm, I'm expecting to get, well, they didn't get anywhere yet. They didn't mm-hmm. get anywhere yet. Yeah. Well, where they're getting somewhere is 36% approval rating mm-hmm. for the, 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 the president. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's politically, that's your real goal. I mean, who will be held accountable? We'll see. I don't know. But the longer what I got out of yesterday is there's a significant number of people that now look at the FBI and the Department of Justice, not just because of that, you know, the this document mm. that they will not give, but just in general, everything they've done, that they're a tainted organization. Mm-hmm. And this gives the Republicans politically uh, an advantage to say, see, they're just corrupt. They're covering for the Bidens. They're not going to, and, and look, the mainstream media is promoting the stories mm-hmm. that Hunter Biden is just going to get a slap on the, you know, slap on the wrist. Right. So they're reporting that, you know, when they report something, it's Hunter Biden, Joe, uh, got nothing to do with Joe Biden, poor Joe, mm-hmm. and has to deal with his son as if mm-hmm. Joe Biden has nothing to do with anything yeah. at all. They're trying to make that, you know, separation, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. um, by the fbi doing it it just extends this thing out it's not over today right it wasn't over yesterday because we had said if that came out and and it was unclassified and it said the fbi is investigating and still is investigating because they've had this document for this particular length of time Mm -hmm. the whistleblower knows about it Mm -hmm. sources say this the thing keeps growing and growing once you find out now we know well, the one thing that keeps us going, we know the document is the document is there. There is a document. Yeah, yeah. That the document is there. They didn't say we don't have a document like that. Right. Right. And that's what you'd say. We don't. We don't. We don't. No document like this exists. Right. You would say that because then it ends. It. They didn't do that. Nope. So that keeps it going. And like I said, the key is when you see. Because I know a lot of my uh, friends. Conservative media friends were like, CNN's not covering it. And will the networks, the networks probably won't carry it. Yeah, but that tells you something. Mm-hmm. That tells you that when the Democrats come out and start criticizing and saying the Republicans are cherry picking, that the media isn't jumping behind the Democrats because then they have to report the story. Right. And they don't to want do to the report work. the story. Right. They have to go to work, at
0: the very least, to try and disprove what
3: Comer is saying.
0: I mean, that would right. be their first effort is to go after. Comer discredit Comer and quite possibly the whistleblower in some way and 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 trash all of this in a big way but they haven't done that
3: right and then you have a debate going on about whether joe biden because the debate isn't really going on but the debate then starts if the media starts covering it and now with the democratic politicians jumping on board and trying to defend uh Biden, Or maybe not defend Biden, but criticize the Republicans, you open up the debate and that's what you want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's how you get more to the truth. That's how you challenge people. The Democrats being silent, where do you go? You make your accusation. Nobody covers it. It's silent. But now that the Democrats are coming out and attempting to attack, this is where the debate begins. And when it happens and the media doesn't cover it, you realize at that point they don't believe they can sell that even – well, they, they don't believe they can sell it to the independents who may still be purchasing their media product. That's what's going on. Right, up. right. That it's a tough thing. It's just too tough to sell. Right. And so what a day it was yesterday. <laughs> and and there's more. I mean now that the, the one uh, Biden spokesperson mm. uh, now been uh, – uh, we'll get to the, the the story here in a little bit. The one Biden spokesperson that you know knew about you know that the White House knew about the um, uh, the letter coming out from the 51 officials before it came out mm-hmm. that and this ties right back everything ties right back to the White House on this. And every single day I mean I, when that story came out I went, wow and then the FBI won't give the the statement everything is bad every single day for the Biden administration. There is no good. There are no wins. There's no wins. And so even though I wasn't pleased, I thought they could have done a better job with graphs and slides, made it very simple for people to understand. And it's a lot better than just different Republicans speaking, because then it comes across as just allegations. When you put that flow chart up there, as they put the flow chart on social media, the money flow chart, they put it up after. Yeah, It's like, no, do it while you're there. So people take pictures of that. The media will take pictures of that graph. Yeah, right. And the Internet will take many more pictures of that graph. Yep. Because that's where the visual is going to help you because it allows
0: people to explore what you're claiming for themselves. They can look at it. It's easily uh, 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 taken in and absorbed in their minds. If they can see it. Yep. And you didn't have that visual.
3: 86690 Red right Eye.
4: Most owner operators leased to larger carriers are paid on a per mile basis or a percentage of revenue per load. The per mile basis is most prevalent among larger fleets, percentage at smaller. Pay per mile tends to dominate discussions about pay just because it's easier to measure. And pay per mile often is wrongly used as the deciding factor in leasing to a carrier. While pay per mile can be a vital factor, it's not a cure for every ill, nor does it mean a big settlement check is coming in owner-operator's way. Why? Because pay per mile always must be considered in balance with gross revenue as well as total costs. Gross revenue can include flat mileage pay, mileage pay that varies by length of haul, percentage revenue pay, and more. Most importantly, though, for every revenue dollar generated, only part of that dollar is profit. But for every extra dollar of cost saved, the entire dollar contributes to profit. Knowing and understanding your cost to operate is fundamental to understanding the true value of any pay package. Owner-Operator Business 101 is provided by Shell Rotella. Shell Rotella, with advanced synthetic technology, is designed to help keep your rig running with more mileage and less maintenance.
1: Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at eight six six, ninety red eye. It's Red Eye
3: Radio. I'm Gary McNamara, he's Eric Harley, and the inflation uh, numbers here, I just, I love, you know, the the spin that you see on it, you know, that, uh, and <laughs> just some of the headlines uh, out there, inflation getting much better, there's still problems out there, I think that the analysis from the critical thinkers out there, the critical thinker economist is, what you got out of that, yeah, it was uh, inflation slightly down. Core inflation still strong. Uh, there are some. There is a belief that this means that inflation is going to be strong all the way through 2024. That's the yeah. analysis that I got on. Right, of it.
0: right. There is no reason to believe that you're going to get. Uh, you know, I don't even know anybody targeting below three percent. You know, before the end of the year, uh, core inflation is still very hot.
1: North branch of government, Aaron Carley and Gary McNamara on Red Eye Radio. And I'm Gary, he's Eric. Good
3: morning. Let's go straight uh, to the House of Representatives yesterday and Representative Chip Roy from Texas on the situation
8: at the border. Mr. Speaker, we have a crisis at our southern border that has captured the attention of the American people but has Fallen on deaf ears among my colleagues on the other side of the aisle, and much more importantly, the President and the administration at the other end of Pennsylvania Avenue. Just yesterday, I received a text from multiple law enforcement officers along the southern border, whether it's with the Department of Public Safety from Texas, whether it's with Border Patrol. For example, as of last, this was a quote as of last night, the radios went crazy for West and South Laredo. Waves of folks, literally just group after group, bum-rushing the border. The agents agents were spread thin as hell. In my precinct, we're literally all doubled up because our units are breaking down every other day. Ranchers are calling every other day, stating there are folks on their property, but we can't get there fast enough. I hate to say this, but we're getting our rear ends handed to us. I used to have patterns, trends, and knew the drop-off pickup areas, but now it's an uh, expletive free-for-all. Approximately 600 bodies at the Lavarios Gate, just half a mile east from Yarborough, happening right now in El Paso. I've got hundreds of these texts right now flooding into my phone, like every other member of Congress, because what is happening is an abject failure at the border. And it is a humanitarian crisis for Americans and for migrants. Five million have been encountered at the southern border. Two million have been released into the United States, incentivizing more to come. Over one and a half million have evaded apprehension, i.e., gotaways, evading detection from Border Patrol since the beginning of this administration. Fentanyl pouring into our communities. Border Patrol has seized over 35,000 pounds of fentanyl. Just last Thursday morning, I met with three fentanyl moms, one of dozens of moms that I've met with because their children have died from fentanyl. Eight children in the school district. In the county in which I reside, southwest of Austin, have died of fentanyl poisoning since last August. Over 10 have had to be resuscitated, revived with Narcan. Just last summer, 53 migrants effectively cooked in a tractor-trailer in the hot Texas heat in San Antonio, Texas. 856 dead migrants' bodies found along the Rio Grande and in South Texas and on ranches. Little girls, little girls sold into sex trafficking trade, held in stash houses in Laredo and Brownsville and El Paso and San Antonio and Houston and throughout this country. We know this to be true. It is documented to be true. And now the administration can't even keep up with the children that we have. With 85,000, according to the New York Times, not able to be contacted. And then my colleagues just blithely wipe, wipe that away saying, oh, that's not true, it was a phone call, they didn't get them, they must be with a family member. What member of this body would treat their child that way? Oh, I called and didn't get a hold of them. Oh, well, but we do that with 85,000 children? I guess that's not nearly as effective as a photo op in white suit sitting next to kids in cages, alleged despite those cages were created by the previous administration specifically for the protection of children. But oh no, it doesn't look as good to have a photo op when you've got 85,000 missing children. And tomorrow, Title 42 expires. Now, for the average American, Title 42 is just something they don't know what that is. What it is is a part of our health code that allows us to say that we're going to turn people away in the middle of a pandemic. Yet the administration has been using that as effectively their only means of managing the border to the extent you could call it managing the border. In March, for example, there were approximately 200,000 apprehensions. We're going to blow right through that right now because we're at 10, 11, 12,000 apprehensions a day. But when you have those 200,000 apprehensions, not even counting all of the parole. Half of those were being turned away under Title 42. But when Title 42 expires tomorrow, more will come. There's an explosion at the border. None will be turned away because this administration has specifically chosen to ignore the law. And this administration is refusing to do their job to defend the border of the United States. The least compassionate, the least christian the least empathetic thing that a country could do is to allow human beings to be used as political pawns by cartels for profit while americans die by the thousands while migrants get raped and abused and put in stash houses by cartels for profit by the thousands while migrants die along the southern border by the hundreds, if not the thousands now, while our own people get overrun, their own ranchers, ranches. I've sat and met with the ranch owners in South Texas who have to run across finding a dead body of a young woman, a mother with a baby, on their ranch. Imagine, in the most powerful nation in the history of the world, thinking it's compassionate to have a system that allows that but yet that is precisely what we do unfortunately what my colleague's response will be is oh we're going to have to do something about our immigration system and future flow and figuring out what we're going to do to make sure make sure that we reform immigration don't you know if we had comprehensive immigration reform this would all just magically evaporate completely not true the fact of the matter is The starting point for any sensible border and immigration plan is a secure border in which you actually enforce the laws of the United States. Why? So people know what the rules are. We allow 600,000 to a million or 1.2 million, depending on the year, people to come into this country legally as we should. Yes, we need to reform our immigration system, but none of it matters. If we're going to embrace lawlessness and wide open borders and ignore the rule of law to the detriment of people and to the detriment of the very system that attracts people from around the world, we should be exporting the rule of law rather than importing lawlessness, fentanyl, death, and destruction. Chip Roy uh,
3: yesterday on the, uh, the House floor. I don't know where I disagree.
0: Yeah, you know, um he touched on something that has been going on for uh, that has really been increasing lately, but it's been going on certainly since the Biden administration has kind of opened the floodgates. And we're going to see more of this, quite unfortunately, and that's the ranchers in South Texas. Watching some of the listings of ranches and everything else, and, and you see where not just the Families that own ranches, you know, some of the smaller ranches, but also some of the larger corporate ranches that have been put up for sale because they just can't deal with that anymore. Uh, if it's a corporate ranch, they feel like they're safe. Their workers aren't safe. Uh, if it's a family ranch, they feel like their home is being invaded, which it is because our government is doing nothing. And then the very sad scenario that uh, Roy points out here of a mother and child dying in, on a ranch because they didn't have, you know, food, water, whatever it is. And that happens more often than you would want to believe. You know, having so many friends in the Border Patrol, um, I still, it boggles my mind how you get up every day and go out and do the job. I mean, right now, I Mm -hmm. know the calling because they've told me that. They believe in the mission statement, and I know they still do. But my gosh, I can't imagine what it's like to have your hands tied repeatedly and to have that mission statement shredded by this administration and to tell you that sorry that's not why you're here we're gonna we're gonna treat it differently and this whole tidy uh, title 42 thing following this week is demonstrating just that i mean you heard jay johnson
3: on msnbc on
0: msnbc this is not a good thing there has to be you know, and, and not that I have confidence in, in, in people showing up for a court date, but if you're not going to, you got to ask the question. If the person comes through, you take their information, you don't give them a court date. They're not essentially going to, and I know they're not going to uh, track them down otherwise, but if they had a court date, they missed that court date, if they stay longer, they are here illegally. We are a nation of laws. Now, I think the enforcement should be much tougher than it has been
3: in during the Biden years. And for people that don't know, we had brought this up last hour that the NBC report, not Fox, but the uh, or Newsmax or any other conservative media outlet or Tucker Carlson on Twitter, yeah, uh, but it was, <laughs> but it was uh, NBC. Uh, saying that, uh, from what they their their report was, that they're just going to allow illegal immigrants into the country without finding out who they are, and not giving them a court date so they have to show up. Right. We don't know where they're going. We right. don't know how to contact them. Right. We just there's going to be so many people crossing the border. They're just going to open it up. So the the gotaways will actually be uh, not gotaways, but allowed the in. Let them go. The let him goes. Yeah, I like that. The let him goes. I and, mean, because and, and as I said, that's that's terrible. That's bad. This is on MSNBC. They're mm-hmm. having this discussion. Right, right. This is how bad this is going to be right now. And and I think one of the the biggest things is where you see Mayorkas is panicking. This is going to be a problem now. You've got Biden saying, "Well, it's been a crisis of the border for years." Yeah. What? <laughs> that's not what you've been telling the American public, right? I mean, it's just it's amazing. And then you wonder if they're panicking just how bad it's going to get over the night during the summer. Now that this is the time when uh, because it's warmer out that more people will cross the border. Right. What is it going to be like? You know, there were the figures out last week that you were getting from some sources inside the uh, Border Patrol that there's 750,000. Now I saw there's 175,000 mm-hmm. that are right near the border ready to cross and there's hundreds of thousands coming in. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the total amount is the latest total, but the 750,000 was about 4 or 5 days ago they said are ready to come into the country when you see I mean the story out of the New York Post a thousand migrants a day right now just into new york city alone right just new york city Mm a thousand a day and they believe of city officials believe after title 42 is gone that's going to skyrocket this becomes this may be the the time in history where illegal immigration actually becomes a huge issue a serious conversation a serious conversation issue like it has not been over the last really 40
0: years you make a really good point and and to add to that part of that will be uh in in part because right now as a country we don't want more legal immigration right no one even on the left they're not saying hey uh more work visas no they're not doing that now we know that the far left wants open borders and and, uh, and their commander-in-chief, their president uh, that they elected, uh, is making that happen. But they're learning that the people of New York City don't want this. When you've got the liberal media acknowledging how bad this is, what does that tell you? Well, they're being overrun in their city. They've got a rise in crime. Now they've got... Uh, people from other nations coming here into their city at a 1,000 per day in New York alone. Well, you may talk all you want and say, well, we're a, a, a nation of immigrants or where those are those debates are old and nobody's using them aside from this administration. And the people of New York City are not going to let the liberal media uh, get away with that kind of behavior.
3: They want something done about this. 86690
1: Red Eye. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara.
3: It's Friday Radio. He is Eric Hurley, and I am Gary McNamara. Coming up, following the top of uh, the uh, the hour, more on the uh, Biden business. <laughs> we'll get to that. With Welcome d- to Biden's <laughs> what what <laughs> what, what uh, the Democrats had to uh, say. More on uh, James Comer talking uh, last night uh, mm. about it. More on uh, Title Forty Two uh, going away today and what problems that's going to cause at the border. Look at some of the in uh, inflation numbers mm-hmm. and uh, a whole bunch more.
0: You know, uh, Biden could put on a, uh, a crown you know, like in Seinfeld instead of the whiz, the press. Nobody beats the press. Come down for this weekend's
1: sale. <laughs> is Red Eye Radio.
3: All across the USA and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. Good morning. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. We made it to a Thursday, more yeah. on Title 42 and what's, well, being the the chaos that that's going to cause at the border. And really not just at the border, but all across the United States when the New York Post story shows that New York City officials are worried like crazy because... They're getting 1,000 migrants a day into New York City, and that's before the end of Title 42. They believe it could go through the roof. Mm. So uh, more on that coming up. The FBI did not comply with the House Oversight Committee's subpoena compelling the production of an FBI document that a whistleblower alleged describes as a criminal scheme involving then Vice President Joe Biden and a foreign national and relating to the exchange of money For policy decisions, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer subpoenaed the FBI for the document, uh, which is an FBI-generated FD-1023 form after a whistleblower alleged that the FBI and the Justice Department were in possession of it and claimed uh, it detailed an alleged criminal scheme involving then-Vice President Biden and a foreign national relating to the exchange of money For policy decisions. They said the whistleblower alleged the document includes a precise description of how the alleged criminal scheme was employed as well as its purpose. Comer gave the FBI until Wednesday at noon to comply with the subpoena, but instead, the Bureau sent a letter explaining its confidentiality interest and the importance of protecting sources and methods to protect U.S. national security. This letter responds to your subpoena authorized on May 3rd, demanding the production of documents within one week. Uh, As this was your first communication with the FBI seeking this information, please know that the FBI is committed to beginning the constitutionally mandated accommodation process. The FBI is committed to working to provide the committee information necessary for your legitimate oversight interest, while also protecting executive branch confidentiality interest and law enforcement responsibilities, but they never said whether they would eventually give it to, the, to Congress or not.
0: Right. Yeah, I just took it as uh, another stall by the FBI, and I don't have any confidence that they'll ever cooperate. I don't know what would change that. Not being uh, intimately familiar with the whistleblower process, I don't know what the whistleblower can say. At at what point a whistleblower could come out and testify before Congress?
3: The FBI appreciates this opportunity to inform you of our confidentiality interests so that we can seek optimal accommodation through a realistic evaluation of each other's needs and avoid the polarization of disputes. <laughs> yeah. Well, they already made it clear they're not going to give them the document. Yeah. Right. We can't keep the document but we will do everything to accommodate you in not giving you the document? <laughs> I mean, what, is that what that yeah. is? Oh, we're going to cooperate. You're just not <clears> going to <throat> get the document.
0: Let us know what you need. We need the document. Yeah, we can't do that.
3: But we're going to fully cooperate. That'd be a question I'd ask Homer. Mm. How long is it going to take for the whistle process, whistleblower process to complete and therefore the whistleblower uh, can testify before Congress. Well, and, and yeah, uh, I guess the question would be
0: how long can the FBI management, uh, the, whoever is in charge, I, I don't know, obviously Director Ray is involved in this, but the Inspector General, I would think uh, that office also would be involved in a whistleblower process, but can they slow roll that process? I I have confidence that I don't have any confidence that it won't be slow rolled. And that's the, you know, that's the fear. If they want to just play this out forever, they just sit on it and and let it go forever. Now, the whistleblower has rights. I just don't know to what extent there is a right to expedite the process.
3: Well, the, the, uh, remember, the whistleblower's claim is not just that this document exists yeah that it but, was but but the attorney general yeah that that and the 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 attorney general and the department of justice is covering this up yeah that they're that, sitting on it right they're sitting on it that they they're not investigating right. it mm-hmm. so it gets to the point then of because this ends up in the courts then this ends up in federal court that uh we want this document we have oversight mhm of this, we have a whistleblower that says you that you have a document and, and that precisely lays out the crime, the the bribery, the pay for play of the president. Excuse me, the former vice pre the former vice president who is now president with a foreign national. Uh, and we, it dictates, or, and it actually precisely says what, uh, the actual crime is. Hmm. So the courts look at that. I mean, do the courts wait until, do they wait to actually file suit on it until the whistleblower comes forward and documents, here's what it says? Because once the whistleblower goes through the process, he, the whistleblower, he or she, can speak freely. And if it's not classified information, then at that point, will the courts come in and say, all right, the whistleblower has already, under oath, said this, Congress gets to see the document. Now, it may be that Congress gets to see the document, even though it's not classified. Here's the thing. Will the intelligence agencies now classify it?
7: Hmm.
0: Or parts of it, just enough to...
3: But it's not... Now, Mm -hmm. they didn't say it was classified. So I can see a judge saying, well, look, the whistleblower has completed the process. The whistleblower is ready to testify. Mm -hmm. You need to let the investigators see that. They can't go public with it, but they get to see it. Yeah. Um,
0: I guess it depends on which part of the process, uh, you know, how far the, you know, the process goes because I guess a defense lawyer would tell you that those that are being accused during this process by the whistleblower and what the whistleblower alleges, they have rights. So that becomes, that process becomes a case in and of itself. I mean, it's not a court case. Now, the question is, the attorneys for the whistleblower, which I'm sure this person has attorneys, could they go to the courts and say, listen, you know, the whistleblower law dictates that I get this kind of uh, response or that the process be followed, they're not following the process, um, which isn't necessarily retaliation. I mean, that's the whole reason you become a whistleblower mm-hmm. is to protect yourself from retaliation. It may not rise to retaliation, but it also isn't. Um, uh, it isn't abiding by the whistleblower law itself and in, in bringing these allegations to light.
3: Here's here's a question: Since it seems like everything is classified, things that aren't even important, mm-hmm. why wouldn't this be classified if they're saying? We need confidentiality here, uh, because it may release sources and methods. Well, isn't that the normal kind of thing that you would classify because of sources and methods? Right. Why is why isn't right. the document itself classified right. then? When we classify everything that could lead back to sources and methods, yeah. Then why is this not classified? Yeah. Are you making Are you making this up? Sources and methods for what? Our intelligence agencies. Well, or or is this? You know, they they need to. I think they need to explain further to a judge why it's not classified yet. They're using the classified document argument. It could lead to sources and methods, uh, basically, of our intelligence agencies because this has to do with something foreign, right? Yeah. But there is nothing that says you need to keep sources and, and methods of the FBI investigating something top secret. That doesn't get confidentiality. The public eventually gets to see what the FBI is doing when it comes to cr- criminal activity. And this whistleblower who has to be in the FBI or the Department of Justice. This is somebody who is a law enforcement official is stating that the FBI and the Department of Justice is bearing this crime by the president. All
0: right, so there was a comment uh, from an FBI spokesperson, this from the New York Post. Uh, It was a comment similar to the letters contents. An FD-1023 form is used by FBI agents to record unverified reporting by a confidential human source documenting the information does not validate it, establish uh, establish its credibility, or weigh it against other information verified by the FBI. Kind of pointing, in a way, similar to what I was saying about, okay, these are allegations, and the people who are alleged to have done these things also have their rights. Well,
3: that's what the FBI agent who hasn't seen it is saying Right. it traditionally is. The the agent who has seen it says, no, it lays it out. But the FBI isn't clear on, all right, you
0: say that we can't divulge the sources, but you haven't, this isn't classified information.
4: Right.
3: So where does it fall? And like I said, the whistleblower is saying no it lays it out mm-hmm. so somebody who isn't who hasn't seen it can say well it can be unverified uh, it can be unverified information can it be verified information well that's I think that's it what they were saying
0: is that the existence of the document is not necessarily proof
3: it just outlines it Right. Well, that's what he says mm-hmm. he hasn't seen the document. The whistleblower right. is saying this precisely lays out what the FBI believes happened. Right. And and he's stating it clearly and he is the whistleblower. So I mean the stories are different between well, what yeah, the whistleblower because, is saying and somebody right. who hasn't actually seen the document. Right. And the question would be, all right,
0: beyond that document, what is there beyond that to support what the allegations are from the whistleblower.
3: Well, here's the other thing, too. Does everything have to be unverified, or is 90% of it verified and 10% not, which would lead you to it, which you say, well, we're using the FD, what is it, 1023, mm-hmm. because parts of it aren't verified. Well, what parts of it aren't? Right. Is the majority of it verified? And it seems like the whistleblower saying, no, this lays out what actually happened. Right. And if, he's, he's not if using, that's the case...
0: It should be very easy to verify that that's exactly what happened.
4: Right.
3: Especially since they've had it for a number of years. Right. And this was the updated one, right? That was the one that was updated. Right. So it's like, okay, when was the original? When did this originally come out? How long has this been around? And has it been investigated? And because we know it, why, and Congress is looking at this, and the Department of Justice hasn't moved on anything. They haven't moved on anything yet, right? On Hunter, we have no idea what they're going to do with Hunter Biden. It's a legit concern of oversight by Congress. Yeah, yeah. Eight six six ninety Red Eye.
1: Get in touch with Red Eye Radio toll free at eight six six ninety Red Eye.
3: Hey, Try That Radio. Uh, he's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. So this is the House Oversight Committee. That's Oversight is what they, they do. Oversight mm-hmm. over, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the FBI, oversight over the Department of Justice. Mm-hmm. They've got a whistleblower who has come forward. All right? The, they're saying, you know, this is, again, this is uh, not a uh, classified document. They didn't say it was classified. The FBI didn't say yesterday. It's unclassified. In the course of the investigation, even if you want confidentiality of this, because the FBI is saying we're having an investigation, why can't Comer and members of his his committee see this document in order to continue their investigation with the whistleblower? Behind closed doors. Behind closed doors, right.
0: why hasn't that been offered why i my question is are they asking are the, or will that be the next measure that they take
3: yeah i haven't i, heard, don't know. I haven't heard Comer say what the next I, steps going to be yeah it. i
0: haven't i haven't right. i would think that they would have already planned for that you know right. believing right. that the fbi was going to turn them down then their next step was okay now we're going to ask them if we can see this document behind closed doors
3: Look, you can't look at all this. You can't look at the LLCs that exist there and and show the money that's transferred to members of the Biden family and how it passes through numerous LLCs. Right. Everyone knows this is how you hide money. Right. So you well, don't somebody see was to talk about and anybody anybody any attorney general any prosecutor knows this they all know it somebody talk about joe biden's
0: and his family's business
3: he give said us, that yeah give, he, give us the history he said he said that to a because i said what about trump he goes well i might not agree with what trump does mm. in the business what the trump family does that's not the point i know what their business is yeah, it's, been, is, it's been long-established businesses. Now, you may say, well, what's the motivation of other governments to work with them? And, you know, basically saying you can investigate that. But the problem is here. What differentiates this, nobody knows what business the Bidens are in. There is no business that exists. Well, think about this. And that's the problem the Democrats can't win, by the way. Joe Biden started in the Senate
0: uh right about the time that Donald Trump was on the rise. If you think about it, Donald Trump's been famous about as long as Joe Biden's been in public service, maybe longer. But if you wanted to vet Trump and his businesses, we welcome that. And you've had years to do that. He was president for four years. Fine. But at least you can point to it like Donald said, and you know what it is. What's Joe Biden's family's business? Because what we heard going into 2008, uh, in the summer after he was on the ticket with Obama, he's one of the poorest members in the Senate. Mm -hmm. Poor Joe doesn't have much money. He's been focused on public service. Nobody's saying that now.
3: Well, you know something, I think one of the interesting things that that caught my eyes when they said the three other members are their grand the grandchildren. Because at that point you're saying, why are grandchildren getting money from an, a number of LLCs passing through LLCs? What would be the purpose of the grandchildren getting it? Again, this is all, as any prosecutor will tell you. And and that's why the banks reported all this. All this is highly suspicious activities in trying to move money so you don't know where the eventual source is and to hopefully uh, not let the IRS know what you're doing. Comer has said that over and over again, so I believe they're looking at the fact of the Biden family members didn't report income. Right. I think that's part of what they're looking at.
0: One thing for sure, this is not going away.
3: No, it's not.
1: You're listening to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios.
3: It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. Here is uh, James Comer on Fox News uh, last night being asked about, you know, what does it mean, you know, the LLCs, the money being, you know, sent through those LLCs.
2: Well, the purpose is to disguise who the sender is and to deceive the IRS so you don't have to pay taxes on it. So when Joe Biden talks about tax sheets, he, he doesn't need to look any further than his uh, Christmas photo. I mean, the way these shell companies were created, they fit the definition of racketeering. I mean, you, you have shell companies that were created for the sole purpose of funneling money to the Biden family, if if the president's son was was providing a service to Romania or to China or to any of these other countries that we're going to disclose at a, at a later time, well, why didn't the country just send the payment directly to Hunter Biden? Why did they have to funnel it? to an associate's LLC and then to two or three Biden LLCs and then send the payments uh, sporadically down to Biden family members. Like you mentioned the grandchildren. I hated to bring up the fact that three grandchildren received wires because I don't believe those grandchildren did anything uh, wrong. They just had the misfortune of having family members who were using them in their scheme to launder money, to try to de- deceive the IRS in order to not pay taxes and to disguise who the sender was to an- to to avoid getting in trouble uh, for dealing with foreign nationals. So well, let me ask it's you It's really bad.
3: That was the, the the point when the grandchildren came out. I went yesterday. I went, whoa, wow. Yeah. that that to, that to me was like that i don't know, maybe as an investigator you know having the investigative mind that went whoa wow well that's okay. you know there's the
0: there there it is and look if you want to say well we don't know the business of every family member of every president okay uh you think it's there's nothing wrong nothing shady about setting up a business with their grandkids When you
3: can't identify what the
0: business is. And you've never talked about it? Hold on a second. What you're trying to say is Joe Biden has never bragged about his family earning millions of dollars? Huh. The guy who brags about things that never happened doesn't brag about these things that did happen.
3: Hmm. Uh, let's look at what where Democrats had to say. House Oversight Committee ranking member Jamie Raskin dismissed new allegations about the Biden family's overseas business dealings made by House Republicans on Wednesday, claiming committee chairman James Comer failed to provide factual evidence to support his wild accusations about the president. Uh, Comer and committee Republicans said Wednesday that the Biden family and his business associates created a complicated web of more than 20 companies with the intent to conceal money received by uh, foreign nationals. All right. Did he did uh, Raskin hit that specifically? Let me see. Raskin on Wednesday dismissed new allegations saying Comer continues to bombard the public with innuendo, misrepresentations and outright lies recycling baseless claims from stories that were debunked years ago. Unable to implicate, and it doesn't give specifics, by the way. Unable to implicate the president directly, committee Republicans have resorted to using cherry-picked bank records, misrepresentations about confidential and unverified bank reports known as SARS, and baseless conspiracy theories to attack the president's family, including his grandchildren. Again, no specifics. And in a case like this, you've got to go. If you want to make your point, you got to go point by point on it. What I thought was interesting was after you had a few Democrats come out and attack the Republicans, that still wasn't enough for the major networks to cover the story with what they thought probably would be a decent defense by the Democrats to go after uh, the Republicans. I don't know what happened here. I can't tell you. I don't have enough information. But we do know that when you have – at least, and they're only at $10 million right now, $10 million going to Biden family members from foreign governments. Why? Is that something that the Republicans should just drop? Should politicians whose families are enriched when we know that he was vice president, of the United States and dealing with foreign governments when we know that the Biden family is in no business of their own, should that be investigated, whether it's a Republican or a Democrat? And I think most people would say yes. I bet you you would find landslide numbers near 90%, especially if you didn't use any names, just the generic questions if a politician's family is enriched by millions of dollars and the money comes through foreign from foreign governments through llcs numerous llcs 16 at this point should that be investigated should there be transparency as to what precisely when the family says that they are in a business that the american public should know what that business is. And I think, again, an overwhelmingly uh, huge number of Americans, probably as close to 90%, because there's always 10% that have the opposite opinion. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But as slam dunk as you can get, would probably say, yeah, that needs to be uh, investigated, especially when we don't know what the business, you know, what they're in. There is no business. Well, and here's another thing.
0: Where are those Bidens Where have they been all these years? You would think there would be one story about one of them. This is what they do. This is what they do for a living. His brother. I mean, the whole Hunter thing is laughable. But, okay, let's get out of the um, crack pipe zone. What about his brother? What about other family members? There hasn't been anything on them? Because if I'm one of those family members, and there is no wrongdoing here, and I know it, man, I'm talking to the leftist media all day, every day. I am not going to have my name dragged through the mud by the GOP, blah, 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 and everyone in our family, has been a part of these uh, LLCs, these businesses for years. Uh, Our entire hometown knows about it.
3: Where is that? When you have, as we laid out this situation of the Biden family enriching themselves to at least, at what we know so far, and they said they're not done with this yet, Mm -hmm. at least $10 million that has come from foreign government entities, And again, paid not directly through them, but to LLCs, to at least nine family members, including the children. When you have business partners that are willing to go under oath, who have publicly come forward, Bobby Linsky, using him as an example, saying that Biden got 10%. When you know that the president has lied when he said he didn't know anything about two lies, he didn't know anything about his son's business activities, and then said, and they brought this up yesterday, we never took any money from the Chinese, we know that's false. When you catch the president in a couple of huge whoppers, and you know he lied because the banking records show it that he lied. The president lied. And we know from the voicemail and emails that the president knew about his son's business when the president has said numerous times he's known nothing about it. When you have all of that, and in addition, you have whistleblowers that are now coming forward including one whistleblower who says the document exists inside the FBI that shows precisely uh, one pay-for-play operation going on where it tells you the country that was buying the influence peddling from the president. It shows you the money and it shows you precisely what the political favor is, should Congress be investigating that? Should law enforcement be investigating that? Forget about it. it's the Biden family. Make it generic ex-candidate or generic ex-politician. Do you think that those are the things that should be investigated? You know, under oath mm. to find out if there's anything there. Hmm. And that's when you lay it out. That's why the Democrats, I I challenge the Democrats to argue any of the points we just made. They can't. Yeah, right? That's why it's all just generalized. You're cherry picking, you're this, you're that. Fine. Here's what we have. Is that worth investigating or is that just pure partisanship? We know partisanship exists. Republicans look for Democrats that they can portray as crooks and Democrats do the same thing. In the end, it isn't just the process or the incentive to do that it's what evidence you get after you do the investigation Yep. and I don't think Democrats can argue anything that I have just said that we have said over the last 15 minutes and say that it's not worth an investigation that it's all just partisanship and there's nothing there and every Democrat listening right now knows that they know the weakness of the argument it's also why the media we believe did not cover this story yesterday because even though the democrats criticized the republicans the media still does not want to take that side of the biden's right now and they even view the defense of raskin and others as being extremely generic and weak and not specific When they look every day and go, my God, this is really, this could be really, really bad. And everybody knows it. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows it. Every Democrat knows it. Yep. There's no way uh,
0: to, uh, to avoid this. This is not something that lives in the bubble of today. So it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time if Comer is correct. If the whistleblower has something on this president, it, it's only a matter of time. So you can do the work. It, it's you know what Donald said. I'm handing you Pulitzer stuff here. You you guys can take this story and 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 then oh it Donald. to the okay yeah okay. yeah yeah, yeah. Right. and so. Uh, and and this is what I liked about what Donald was saying, uh, you know, throughout this. This is not just our work. This is the evidence. You can take it and run with it. I think he was also challenging them to dispute it. Because I would have said that. If you think we're wrong, do the story and t- and take it apart. Go ahead.
3: Start that. We'll get that audio for you after the top of the hour.
0: Yeah. No, I think so uh, that, yeah. Byron Donalds was very strong yesterday. Eight six six ninety Red
1: Eye. Lines open for your calls. Eight six six ninety Red Eye on Red Eye Radio.
3: Night Radio. I'm Gary McNamara. Over there is Eric, Eric Harley. Uh, coming up following the top of the hour, we will get to that uh, uh, Representative uh, Donald uh, statement uh, he made at uh, Comer's press conference yesterday where he said, look, this is Pulitzer stuff. Telling the reporters, you know, take this and, and, and run with it. This is better than Watergate. Comer sort of referenced that when he said, look, back in the Watergate time, you guys would have broke this, not us. Right. You guys don't cover any of this anymore. You don't do it. Whether you don't have the capability it's almost exactly what we said last night. You know, do yeah. they actually have the investigative chops to do it? Or do they just wait for their sources, their prearranged sources to give them a call and then they write the story based on what their sources tell them. Right. Or do they really, really investigate? Because you think about this. This is this would have been in the old days the journalism story of the decade. One, and, and one way or the other.
0: You right. either take it and you shred it and, and and show that the GOP is out of line. If that's, you know, because the activist wants to do that. And, and ask yourself, why haven't they?
3: Yeah. Not-
0: why didn't we see that by the end of the day? Somebody posting, actually, all of the liberal media posting, this is why. You know, the, the GOP is so horrible, blah, 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 blah. You didn't see that. You didn't see that. Why haven't the Bidens come out defending themselves on this? You haven't seen that either.
1: Is Red Eye Radio.
3: All across the USA and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. Good morning. He's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara.
8: Well, we have another
3: busy day ahead of us. Coming up, we'll take a look at some of the inflation numbers in just a little bit more detail. We do want to play this audio. This is from Representative Donald of Florida yesterday. The House, part of the House Oversight Committee holding their press briefing on the investigation, uh, into the, uh, uh, Biden, uh, family and the influence, uh, uh peddling, uh, and we just thought it was interesting because he had said yesterday, and him, when, when you mentioned that, I went, yeah, okay, we got to play this because when you mentioned Eric that he said, you know, this is Pulitzer Prize, uh, stuff, basically telling the reporters, you know, this is, cause if you think about it, this would be, if if you could break this story, you know, if you could break this story wide open, uh this is and and prove that there were illegal that there were uh things that were done illegally,
0: mm-hmm.
3: like, you know, not reporting your income taxes and that's why you did this sophisticated thing to to uh, actually successful influence peddling where uh as the whistleblower is stating, the FBI is has the evidence and believes and and there is evidence that he committed uh you know he says precise that's that's the one thing about the whistleblower the whistleblower says this is precise stuff it lays out how the president basically was involved in pay for play a bribe mm-hmm. he took a bribe he can tell you the they can tell you the actual uh foreign policy decision that was made. That was directly linked to the money. That's a hell of a charge when yeah. you think about it. Yeah, that's a hell of an allegation to make about about to someone. Nothing has leaked out yet. We know the document now exists. The FBI won't release it. They didn't come out and say we don't have anything like that, so nothing we can do. End of story. They have, you know, said they will cooperate, but they. Really can cooperate. <laughs> they said we're going to accommodate you as much as we possibly can without ever let you see the document. Yes, <laughs> which is the only thing that you want, <laughs> right? We're going to cooperate fully, uh, with
0: the exception of the document.
3: Right? <laughs> you want a cup of coffee? We'll give you a cup of coffee. The document? No, you can't. You 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 can't look at that. No. Uh, and and so uh, I, and, and there's so much truth to it. When you think about it, you know, Watergate, that was a couple of years that they were investigating that, and they did that. You know, they were putting out their stories, and remember, remember the Nixon administration was saying, only the Washington Post is reporting this. Yeah. That went on for the longest time. Right. And then, boom. But you have right now, you know, you you think about this, you reverse this, you you go back to the 70s, you reverse this, and it's a Republican that they're looking into, and Burn Woodward and Bernstein would be salivating. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean... And they'd be going to their source, deep state. I, I don't know why...
0: you Why you would be afraid of this one. I get it if this were Obama, right? In his first term. I know why. I guess I don't get it, but I I know why they wouldn't do it then. Biden's not the future. He's not the future of the far left. He's not competent. And the majority of your viewers or readers don't want him to run again. And yet he is. And if there's nothing there, there's nothing there. There. And you can do the same old thing you always do as a a liberal activist reporter is go after the GOP and say, see, we found nothing. But if there is something there, you get credited for a massive story.
3: More key evidence is you had, for example, Jamie Raskin and you had other very liberal Democrats in the House in safe districts go after the Republicans. Mm -hmm. Uh, You notice you didn't have a senator to do it. No, you didn't. <laughs> that, that's oh, a big, that's a big, good point. That's a bigger pool. Of, that's, yeah. that's a bigger pool of, of voters. Right. When you're, when you're dealing with a state. And as you notice, when it was pointed out by uh, newsbusters, and thanks to Kevin and all the great folks over there who uh, have the hardest job in the world. <laughs> they monitor the liberal media 24 seven. They have to now, watch now, a lot of it. Now, Kevin told us it's not a problem for him. They love he, their they, job. That, I'm glad that we job. have them there. <laughs> I'm grateful. Sorry, I just, I just picture uh, Kevin as Kevin Bacon. You know, it has to be almost like every day, every single day. One, thank you, sir. May I have another? What did I do to deserve this? Yeah, how did I get this job? Yeah, no, they,
0: uh, but they they take it. They love shredding it too, and he does that all day on Twitter too.
3: But but I said, boy, am I going to see the article? uh, You know, today when I come into work, that says the mainstream media didn't cover. Any, the Santos thing, yeah, Mm -hmm. they covered it, Mm -hmm. but nobody's really defending Santos. There's nobody out there defending him. No, The Republicans want him gone. Right. There's nobody really, there's nobody defending him. Right. But they all covered that as the lead story. And think about this. The president of the United States, whether you believe it's legit or not, Mm -hmm. but the president of the United States almost, well, officially, in this press conference, it it takes everything over the last couple of weeks, which is the accusation that the president took a bribe because that's all part of this. Right, The president took a bribe and did a favor for a foreign government and a whistleblower says it and they're laying out the money trail of enriching the Biden family. Through our enemies, and they actually laid it out, and on social media later on in the day, you saw the. They should have done it in the press conference. They didn't, but they showed the money, the 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 basically the money flow chart of where the money went, and nobody will cover it. Well, why wouldn't the media cover it when it if if everything we're told is true? There's you can look at it this way: if everything we're told is true, it would be the biggest political scandal in American, presidential scandal in American history. Yeah. Just because for sure. of how big the influence peddling was. And then if bribery, that's why I said, if everything was found to be true, then the bribery in there, biggest one ever. If not, if it's all false, it would be the biggest setup outside of maybe Hillary Clinton of the Trump campaign, but it, it would be the biggest setup by the Republican party ever, right? Oh yeah. So either way it's a huge story.
0: Right. No, that's a good point. And mm-hmm. in, in if if it's got the potential of being the biggest mm-hmm. story because uh Biden did do something then it's huge and if it that that means on the other side mm-hmm. of it that the GOP worked together to bring up this these false allegations if it's not true, right? which would also be a massive story,
3: why well, aren't you doing it? Or if it's somewhere in the middle, it's still a really interesting story of how we got to this story and why, if everything was legit, you would be setting up all these LLCs. Somebody in business explain it to us. Oh, by the way, I did go through all of Real Clear Politics for the last 36 hours. Mm. Nothing. Not one editorial defending the president on this influence peddling not one can find it and you know that's again that's the problem that democrats have and they know they have the problem let's go to representative donald yesterday here's what he had to say
6: uh thank you chairman uh thanks for being here everybody look a couple things uh first what we're seeing here what we're witnessing with uh the biden family frankly is just a web of concealment of deception a lot of people would say corruption but let's be very clear. You have this many companies involved, th- this velocity of transactions, size of transactions. Like my colleagues have said, this is not how normal businesses operate. Um, I had the ability uh, with Chairman Comer and other members of the committee to go over to the Treasury Building and review documents. And having read those documents, one thing is, became pretty crystal clear, that there were many people who had serious questions about the transactions And about the velocity of these transactions. And they either get very very deep into concealment, hiding money, shifting money. Um, And for the purpose, we don't know. Because one thing everybody in this room and the American people definitely know is that the Biden family doesn't really have a business. There is no business structure around this family except politics. And since Joe Biden has spent decades in the Senate, served eight years as vice president, and is now president of the United States, and the family's getting money from various countries and foreign businesses through various shell companies and this web of LLCs, I mean, guys, you in the press, this is easy pickings. I'm giving you Pulitzer stuff here. <laughs> like All you have to do is literally look at our memo and see the level of detail upon which they have created this. And it's very, it's very, very frustrating. We have now been able to clearly see that The Biden's associates, like Rob Walker, Eric Sherman, has been discussed, created at least 16 companies while Joe Biden was vice president of the United States. 16 companies created while he was vice president. Now the list is 20. And as we continue our investigation, that list is growing. And like I said before, the question is to serve what purpose? And the purpose of all these companies being created is to conceal money. That the Biden family has been gaining gaining, because Joe Biden has been sitting at the upper echelon of our politics for almost five decades. That is the entire purpose here. Here's an example of what I mean. You have Rosemont Seneca Partners, Rosemont Seneca Advisors, Rosemont Seneca Technology Partners, RSP Holdings, RSTP2 Alpha, RSTP2 Bravo, Rosemont Seneca Thornton. Rosemont, Seneca, Bohai. I want to make sure I pronounce it right. Bohai, B-O-H-A-I. And the list goes on and on. Cycling through this many companies serves no legitimate purpose. And as somebody who actually worked in banking, I did that long before I came here, whenever there was like this many companies just laying all over the place and you see wire transfers, Cashier checks over here going to random members of the family for no apparent purpose at the size and velocity at which all of this was being conducted. The only logical conclusion of a financial professional is you are concealing money. Let me restate this. You are concealing money from either the IRS or from credit agencies or from other people in general. That's the only reason you set up a structure like this. Some of these companies were connected to Hunter's personal professional company, Oswego, or Skinny Atlas, Scale Atlas, however you want to pronounce it. And the list goes on and on. And Mr. Biggs, he talked about Hudson West 3 and some of those other issues that were going on as well. One thing I want to make sure is that all of this has happened and Joe Biden is aware. Nobody in this room can logically sit here and say, That the President of the United States had no idea that these companies were being formed while he was Vice President of the United States. And I will add you, he was probably in better mental shape then than he is today. You know, I'll throw that out there. And so what this committee is going to continue to do is pursue this investigation. We are going to continue to document... And we're going to provide that information to all of you in the press. So to help you and frankly, you know, like Congressman May said, and probably help the DOJ along with their investigation. One quick note, it's interesting that the Department of Justice has been investigating Hunter Biden for quite some time. And we seem to just never really get anywhere. And so I think that's also interesting as well. I wonder what's
3: there you go. But uh, I, I think, you know, he the, the point he makes is because people LLCs, that's cre- the creation of companies. Companies that provide what service? Right, they tra- their companies that transfer money. What they do they do? Money and transfer. What? So not only what with the Biden business, all the LLCs. What business were they in? Nobody well, can yep. identify what the well, business
0: was. And 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 Donalds points out too that these are created while he was in office. All of a sudden, the family just boom. Blossoms, in, blossoms collectively into a $10 million business? Wow. I'd like to know how to do that. Oh, wait, I think I do.
3: 86690
7: Red Eye. Hi, I'm Jen Loomis, a transport safety expert at JJ Keller, and I'm here to share a tip on compliance, safety, accountability. Drivers should be familiar with how their actions affect their motor carrier's compliance, safety, accountability, or CSA score in the seven basic categories. The driver fitness score is based on the physical and medical qualifications of drivers. The vehicle maintenance category requires drivers to know how to inspect CMVs and secure cargo. Hours of service compliance relies on drivers keeping accurate records of duty and abiding by hours of service limits. The unsafe driving category is affected by unsafe driving behaviors, such as failing to wear a seatbelt or obey traffic laws. Drivers should understand the drug and alcohol prohibitions to prevent hurting their carriers' controlled substances and alcohol basic score. And drivers who transport hazmat must know how to safely transport hazardous materials according to the regulations. The final basic category, crash prevention, is based on how many crashes a motor carrier has been involved in, so drivers must know how to drive safely to avoid crashes. This tip was brought to you by J.J. Keller and Associates. Visit us at jjkeller.com.
1: Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE.
3: Hey, Radio. I'm Gary McNamara, along with uh, Eric Hurley. So, uh, all right, looking at inflation, core inflation, which excludes food and energy, uh, better predictor than overall inflation of underlying price trends. Core inflation, 5.5% in April, down from 5.6% in March. On a monthly basis, core prices rose f- uh, 0.4%, equivalent to uh, 5% at an annual rate, in line with the past four months. Excluding shelter, core services prices, which the Fed watches closely rose a much more tame 0.1 percent uh, for the uh, the month. Mm. and I think uh, the CPI went from 5 to 4.9, right? Uh, yes yeah so that's where we are. and the main concern is, especially with core inflation, is that the fact that we're going to see inflation at least through 2024.
0: Yeah, uh, there's, I, I don't know anybody that's making the prediction now that, in fact, what I'd like to to know is when do they see, is anybody trying to, to uh, predict when we might see uh, 2% or less? I haven't seen that anywhere. How far out would that be in the forecast? And it's not before the. Election of 24. I mean. And then what happens, by the way, if if there are other elements. Political pressure on the Fed to either stop raising rates or reverse them. I mean, I think the pressure right now from the markets is and from the economic conditions is to raise them more.
3: But look at this here in a year. Year-over-year year prices. Eggs, 21.4%. Mm-hmm. Motor vehicle repair, 20.2%. Wow. Motor vehicle insurance, 15.5%. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh,
3: let me see. Sugar and sugar substitutes, 13.2%. Uh, bakery products, 12.9%. Mm-hmm. Rent of primary residence, 8.8%. Food away from home. 8.6%. Uh, Electricity, 8.4%. Financial services, 8.4%. Mm. Food in general, 7.7%. Food at home, 7.1%. New cars, 5.3%. Mm-hmm. Airfares, actually down a touch, point nine percent From year to year, wow, they really skyrocketed last year from 21 to 22 then.
6: Yeah.
1: So good, you know you want to listen again with our podcast. Available on our app and at com. And he's
3: Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara. Looking at some of the other inflation numbers, we just told you all the things that went up. Some things drastically in price. Things that have come down in the last year, fresh fruit is down hmm. 5.4%. Used cars and trucks, minus 6.6%. Hmm. This may be the best news ever. Get ready to celebrate. Okay. Bacon down 8.9%. Major appliances, 10.4%. I told you this yesterday when I was talking about, you know, how expensive hotels are and even airline flights, even though it says that airline flights from a year ago came down 0.9%. Mm. They're still a lot higher than where they were pre-COVID. Yeah. A lot yeah. higher. And... um, uh, but, uh, and you asked about car rental. I said, no, car rentals are way down. Car rentals skyrocketed in 2022. Remember mm. they sold so many of their vehicles.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: They didn't have the vehicles. Yeah. I remember, I mean, it was last, I think it was last year, 2022. Uh, if, if it, if it normally cost, I could probably even look into it. I think I'm running a car for like 40 Four full days, and it was probably a little over three hundred. Okay, I, I did that for the summer already. Mm-hmm. Last year, I had to wait till the last week when it finally came down in price a little bit, but I believe I paid around five hundred. But if I had booked it earlier, they were up. Seven, eight hundred, nine hundred dollars to rent a car for four days. It was unbelievable last year.
0: Yeah, uh, September I went through that, yeah. and it was yeah.
3: sticker shock. I didn't really have a choice, so I had to pay it. Uh, gasoline down twelve percent from last year. Health insurance. Now this is a surprise. I want to investigate this? health insurance down 15.8 percent in a year hmm. Did it skyrocket during covid
0: uh I would have to think that the yeah that the overall cost did for insurance companies so that the rates went up I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't know on the open right. market.
3: Let me be, I, I don't mean to be morbid here. I'm just actually trying to look at statistics. You know, we we talk about the, you know, the fact that uh, during during COVID, that one of the reasons that Social Security, they said, would go on for another year or two, and this is t- until the inflation hit and they had to give the raises, and now it's back down to where it was before. But remember, they had increased Social Security solvency, for another two years because of the number of elderly that died because of COVID.
0: Hmm.
3: Could that be a reason?
0: I would think that that it would be the opposite, that during COVID, the expenses of treating someone, especially for COVID, would skyrocket, and then over the last year they would come down. They would come down then, okay. Being treated.
3: And fuel oil down twenty point two percent. We talked about though just in the last couple of weeks. I mean, I've seen gasoline just crash. Yeah, gasoline just a couple of weeks ago was up near three fifty a gallon. Mm-hmm. Now it's in the two eighties. Mm-hmm. You know, it's dropped sixty cents in just a couple of. And when we we went, why is that? And then you saw we saw the usage for gasoline gas yeah. just gas use usage down week to week a couple of weeks ago was almost a million barrels of gasoline less right. in in one week. Now, is that a sign of a recession? We don't know. I guess we shall see. But those are some of the numbers uh, uh, out there. But when you look at still a lot of the things that matter to people, rent or primary residence still up there high, you know, food. You look at the majority of, of, of food. There are some food items that are down. But for the most part, food is still up way over The average of what uh, inflation, uh, uh, you know, is Uh, motor vehicle repair in 20.2%. I would. uh, Motor vehicle insurance, 16%.
0: On the rent thing, uh, it is a lagging indicator. That's one of the, the sets of data that is lagging. And I'd like to know what the private sector is saying on rents right now, because they said, what, a month ago or so. That rents are dropping dramatically, and that the CPI numbers are behind—I forget how far behind—but it's a matter of months. Wow. So, the point being, if rent is dropping dramatically, if you see, uh, we know the demand for diesel is down. Uh, national average is four hundred four, and it was it was far above five dollars. At one point now, the question would be uh, those indicators right there, the demand for fuel and also the demand for housing. Because when the rents drop, you look to, okay, what's the behavior? The behavior is more people living together. Vacating two areas and consolidating into one. And that's that. Is what you were seeing about a month ago is according to uh, one uh, major uh, apartment company, they were saying that the rents were dropping dramatically, and that the CPI numbers are lagging. So I'd love to get an update on mm-hmm. that to see because that gives you an indication. It, it, at some point, it was bound to break. Break. It was there was going to be a threshold that you reach, and that's going to be your biggest expenditure. So your choices are, you know, move in with someone else or live in your car.
3: Well, I I was, uh, I promise, you just reminded me of something because I promised to monitor uh, over the last couple of years that where I live, I live like on a peninsula, Mm -hmm. okay? And so there's limited growth on it. For example, when I moved in 16 years ago, by the way, I didn't know it was going to be a democrat precinct when i moved in because i was one of the first in i want to make that clear uh they wanted to
0: join you and live next to you
3: democrats wanted to join to be influenced by me
0: no they just not influenced they just wanted to live next to you probably trolling
3: oh okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) well i don't get any trolling Mm -hmm. oh my neighbors are fine Mm -hmm. uh uh but when i moved uh when i moved in i'm going to guess there was about i'm i'm guessing 2500 homes in all the development and now there's probably uh 4,000 to 4,500 well they're about done with the expansion out there uh and there was one more one more development near me and I'm going to guess it's going to be about 200 homes and you know they've been working on that you know because it was basically it was fields and forest land and Over the last two years, they've, you know, put in all the roads and everything else. Mm -hmm. And then about two months ago, I looked at it and go, okay, all the roads are in. They're open. You see all the lots. They, you know, they put the trailer in, you know, for the the home builders to start doing it. And I'm waiting and waiting. A month goes by. Two months go by. Nothing. I'm like, boy, is there. And all of a sudden, housing's going up. Mm. I've I've seen uh, two houses in the last week. Yeah. So I don't know if that's – and I just wonder because my house keeps going up in value. So there are still places, you know, for example, in the United States where housing is going – is rebounding again. And I'm rebounding more than I thought I would.
0: I didn't expect to rebound this
3: quickly. Neither did I. No. And C, since we're paying property taxes, we're not selling. We want the value to be as low as possible. Only- I would like
0: it to stabilize and not be such right. a hot market at least until I'm 65.
3: <laughs> well, that's right. That's right. I don't uh, have to, you I don't, don't have, have to deal to worry with about
0: it. that now and I don't have to deal with it. I still have I? a ways to go.
3: It doesn't matter because it's right I'm in I'm in compression. Mm-hmm. Is that what they call it compression? Yes. In the state of Texas they just passed this my because I have reached retirement age. I have reached compression, which means my property taxes. I guess that means my, the state, right? Or is it the, I don't know if it's the whole thing or just the state portion of it.
0: I want to say it was the school taxes, but I, I'd have to go back and look at the law.
3: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I will, I will start seeing a decrease every single year. It will go down more because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm an old man. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm uncle Leo. Mm-hmm. Hello. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so, yeah, so I guess I don't, I guess I don't care. It can go up as much as it wants, right? Well, I mean,
0: you know, um, the valuation, which is also limited because our state constitution was amended a while back. And uh, so they can only raise it so much. They can change the market value you know they can they can raise it to the if it right. jumps if it right. doubles in one year they can put that on your statement right. but they can only raise the taxable amount by by a certain percentage each year so uh yours were frozen but now uh, after retirement age it's uh consolidated compressed
3: squeezed yeah not all of it was frozen but <laughs> cuz my I still yeah. went up about 150 right. bucks but
0: the well the the question is because when they did the limit when they when they capped the uh the amount percentage wise that you could raise the taxable amount, there were there was pressure on the other taxing entities that weren't forced to do that, and a number of them kind of fell in line and said, Oh, we're gonna do the same thing. It's the same politically it's the same appeal, and of course on the local basis, that appeal is immediate.
7: Mm-hmm.
0: It's people right there, and I love that effect. I don't know if that's the case for everyone, but certainly those other taxing entities will give it consideration because if they want to be mean to all of us old folks, then fine.
3: (laughs) You know, I just realized I'm almost the age where I can claim victimhood. Yeah. I can be a victim. Right. Of everything. Yeah. Ageism. Mm-hmm. That's all you got. <laughs> Is that it? I was thinking <laughs> slowism. See, I do this with my grandkids.
0: Moving slowism. I do this with my grandkids. You know, when they're making fun of me, making jokes, that, that's abuse of the elderly. And then they laugh even
3: harder. I want my nephew to stop asking me when I see him, though. So are you okay getting older? Yeah. Do I need you know, to get you, you a chair? And, and and the best thing is how, for example, my nephew and my great-nephew think when mm-hmm. I talk to them. Yeah. And it's just like, but you can't play basketball like you used to. Yeah. And what about hockey? Go, yeah, but-, but my golf game's getting better. And it's like, you know, there are others. You have to explain to them, and they've known me my whole life. Yeah. And you explain yeah. to them that there are other things. That you can do instead of sports. They look at you like, are you out of your mind? You are losing it, aren't you? Oh, you must be old. so Because you're saying you're okay without it. yeah." And we know you're (laughs) lying.
0: The YouTube algorithm floated a Billy Idol live concert clip into my algorithm for some reason. uh, Because I watch music videos. And I like to watch live performances that are recent. So... He's old. He was doing Rebel Yell, and this is how you know when it's old. You know, the whole thing, the way he would throw the punch during the song. (laughs) The way he did it from this year's, and I love Billy Idol. He's a great guy, American citizen now. And the way he was throwing the punch. Remember the chair aerobics they were doing for the elderly back in the 80s? You would sit in a chair. Yeah. And then just kind of just barely lift mm-hmm. your hand. You could do, it was for people who did had limited movement, and it was great for that class. But quite frankly, that's what Billy Idol looked like he was doing, chair aerobics.
3: I saw Billy Idol before he was ever popular. He used to hang around the Continental, which was the CBGBs of Buffalo. hmm Yeah. And he wasn't, nobody knew who he was. And then right. a couple years later, he was huge. But yep. his band used to play there, and nobody knew who he was. Mm-hmm.
0: And now he's doing chair aerobics on stage. <laughs>
3: 866-90-RED-EYE.
1: We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara.
3: Hey, try radio. I'm Gary McNamara. He is Eric Carley. So, what are we going to go through today? Oh, that's right. Everything's now. I don't care whether it's a Comer investigation or whatever, unless the whistleblower comes forward today and testifies, but that's not going to happen. But I think everything's going to be Title 42. Everything's going to be focused on the border. Yeah. When you and I played that audio uh, cut earlier, I could see the video, and uh, it was former Obama. Uh, official uh, Department of Homeland Security uh, director uh, Jay Johnson on and mm-hmm. talking about the fact of the NBC report that the Biden administration is just going to allow people to just come into the country, no court date. yeah, no yeah. contact, yeah, just come in because come on in. they can't they can't stop it now. Right. And he's like, this is a terrible idea, and they're showing all the photos of people coming in right now and mm-hmm. the streets of El Paso, and it looks like a dystopian nightmare yeah it will be a nightmare
1: this is red eye radio on westwood one